0: listening to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. Before we get started, make sure you leave us some feedback and subscribe to us from wherever you get your podcasts from. It really does help us make a better podcast for you. This is episode 118, where Steve and I discuss the current events uh, facing us at the beginning of August 2020. World's a lot different than it was at the start of the year and it's impacted everyone, including the gun world, um, which is why we're bringing you these current events almost monthly because we want to make sure that you're on top of what's going on in the gun world. As always, thanks for listening and we hope you enjoy episode 118 of Range Minded, the current events of August 2020. Hello and welcome to Range Minded from Independence Indoor Shooting. My name is Mark Long and I am joined as always by...
1: as always by steve zimmerman what's happening
0: oh not much man just uh trying to survive the heat how about you
1: it is hot over here too i know the treasure valley gets it it's usually about maybe 10 degrees at the most warmers in here so if it's that way there right now i apologize (laughs) because it's it's not very comfortable here right now
0: yeah this weekend i think we hit 105 102 somewhere in that neck of the woods on uh friday and saturday not very fun um yeah yeah that's that's a gross. desert it's a yeah, desert that is super gross yeah so i've been i've been staying inside uh, i went out and cut the grass and stuff today but uh you know that was that was about yeah. it that's all i've done so
1: yeah it says right now in where i'm at is 91 degrees <laughs> oof yeah,
0: it's still a little toasty. I went to the, yeah, I went to the grocery store uh, a couple hours ago and it was ninety five, almost a hundred degrees. So,
1: barf. Did you yeah. get some
0: ginger beer while you were out? I didn't. I didn't go to the Costco. I don't know if they have it at the oh. Walmart.
1: Do they? No, I hear they have it at Fred Meyer though. Oh, okay. Well, I, I'll have to go there next time. It's kind of, kind of a little bit more bougie than Walmart. It is a little more classy
0: than the Walmart. So. <laughs> Uh, But that's not what we're talking about today. Um, No, we're not. Not talking about our shopping habits uh, thus far, but uh, I guess we could say that Walmart did used to sell guns and ammo. (laughs) And actually, you know what? Fred Meyer does. They had it, yeah. Fred Meyer sells guns too. I forgot about that. Do they still sell guns? Um, As far as I know, I haven't... I know they used to have a sporting goods counter where you could buy stuff. I think the last time I was in there was about a year ago. Um, like perusing around. And I remember still I seeing a couple of Glocks and uh, Smith and Wesson or two. So I think it's still a thing.
1: Yeah. I haven't been inside Fred Meyer for a long time, so I can't remember. Yeah.
0: I don't know, but Hey, it's uh maybe it's the Idaho way, you know, maybe that maybe they still are selling guns, mm-hmm. but um, we are, hope so. We are by, talking about dang. Yeah. Yeah. We are talking about current events cause there is uh you know, it's a lot going on. We've, we've done, I think more current events lately than we usually do. Um, but you know, just with how crazy the world is right now, I feel like it's a good idea to, to keep you updated with what's going on in the world, in the industry. So you can kind of, you know, plan out your life basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it, and it's just keeps getting crazier and crazier. It seems like it, it. it's we're halfway through the year, a little more than halfway. And it, doesn't it seem like all this stuff, like this year seems so old. <laughs> I don't yeah. know how else to put it. Like, like if you think about the impeachment hearings of, of president Trump, I mean, that was all this year. That was this it year. seems like forever ago.
0: I was telling somebody, I said, this like, really hasn't I seemed like a year to me. This seems like just a series of weeks that just
1: hasn't ended. It's like groundhog day. Kind of like, yeah. it just, that movie never ended.
0: You're rolling the same week over and over and over again, but something different happens every week. Yeah, what the heck? Um, I also, I saw somebody's pet theory that a time traveler keeps coming back to 2020 to fix stuff, but keeps screwing something up every time.
1: Well, he's very clumsy. He needs to stop.
0: Yeah, so who knows, man? But, um, yeah, it's, and, and you know...
1: I was gonna say he's gonna impose the grandfather grandfather's theory and it's gonna ruin everything.
0: <laughs> yeah, then we'll be a paradox and then the world will be end, but or the world will have ended. But um, anyway, uh, it's affected the gun world quite a bit and it's still happening. Unfortunately, um, oh actually, yeah, I found uh, an interesting op-ed piece on um, the truth about guns, um, which is uh, you know a gun website dealing with reviews and. Um, legislative stuff, politics, all that kind of stuff. Um, It was an op-ed from a guy called uh, Hank the Gun Dealer. And uh, the (laughs) the op-ed is a gun dealer on the new normal and the ordeal of buying guns and ammo now. And uh, it's a a pretty long article. I won't bore you with all of the details or whatever, but um, I guess he went to a gun show where he's at and um, people were selling uh, Glock 19s for $850. That's crazy, and people were buying them.
1: That is absolutely crazy.
0: So, just for reference,
1: and, oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. Yeah, go ahead.
0: I was just gonna say, just for reference, you can usually get a Glock 19 brand new for five, six hundred bucks, maybe six fifty <laughs> out the door.
1: Yeah, depending on the model.
0: Yeah. Yeah, depending on where you're at. Um, apparently uh Glock 43Xs were going for 760 and AR fifteens were going MSRP plus a hundred.
1: Yeah, that's crazy.
0: And about a year, well, I guess maybe a year or less ago, um, you could get an AR fifteen for five hundred bucks.
1: Yeah, you know, it makes me think like I and I've actually thought about oh, maybe I'll I'll sell a couple guns. I could I could bankroll some other toys. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You could uh, upgrade her.
1: That's that's absolutely crazy.
0: Although I guess I've seen that uh, AR lowers at least haven't changed much in price. You can get a good arrow precision lower for 89, 90 bucks. I think
1: if you can find them,
0: if you can find them, but I've, you know, you, after being in the gun world for a while, you're signed up to every newsletter known to man and you, you know, you've got gun deals, websites and all that stuff, you know, set up. And so that's what I've seen. Um, you know, but that's also for AR-15 lowers. That doesn't necessarily mean that you can get all the parts you need to build a complete AR-15. Correct. You know, at that point. So, um, but yeah, how about that? Glocks and handguns going for, you know, two or uh, you know, 120, 130% of what they usually go for.
1: Yeah, another 20. It's just crazy. Like, I, I was reading the same article earlier today, and uh, it, it's frightening. And he points out that it's like... Is it the new norm? Well, maybe, but he, uh, he compared it to after Sandy hook. Yep. And, uh, and it took about two years for things to kind of level back out and, and to kind of normalize. But this year it's anybody's guess because it's an election year as well.
0: Yeah. And that's something and I think we forget about that. There's an election coming up in a, a couple of short yeah. months, less than a hundred days.
1: Yep. And, and because of that, there's going to be another, I think, is my prediction? There's going to be another um, panic impulse, I guess. Another, other way to put it, that uh, that's going to cause another pseudo shortage on things.
0: And oh, really, yeah. what it,
1: really what it comes down to is we should have just been better prepared.
0: Yeah, and that's one right. of the things that he talks about in in the um, in his article where he keeps about ten thousand rounds of nine millimeter ammo. Um, in his stockpile at all times. He calls it about 12 to 16 months worth of ammo, um, which good for him. First of all, second off, I wish I had that much, you know, squirreled away. Yeah. No kidding. Um, but he but also there's
1: people out there that, that that's, that's probably not much for a lot of people out there too, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. And I mean, Uh, He also talks about keeping ammo and calibers that he doesn't own as well in case he does need to make trades or whatever. But what stuck out to me the most um, besides that was that I guess there's people that he knows that always give him, you know, give him hell for having that many or that much ammo and all that stuff stockpiled down. Now they're asking to buy ammo from him because they know he has it.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. It's like for me, I wouldn't tell people I have that much. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) I don't need people. I don't need people thinking that I'm a savings account for them.
0: Yeah. But it's interesting because he goes, you know, you can't call me crazy when I'm stockpiling all this ammo during quote unquote normal times, but it's, you know, then you can't turn around and buy, try to buy ammo from me when you've called me crazy. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. And then he also referenced a couple other uh, FFL holders and dealers at the gun show. And you know, he'd go around and, and talk to them and, and uh, see how things were going. And he was kind of amazed or, or dismayed. I don't know a better way to put it <laughs> about seeing some of the stock they had on hand to sell some really old junk that, I mean, people are still buying up, but you know, that's, it's <laughs> disappointing.
0: Yeah. And if you, you can't find a, you know, you can't find your usual stuff, Glock Smith and Wessons, all that kind of stuff. Um, it was interesting though. The only stuff he kind of named by or mentioned by name were, um, CZs, Berettas, old shotguns, uh, hunting rifles, a lot of weird, like, you know, not necessarily weird stuff, but stuff that you wouldn't necessarily think of first when you come to, you know, come to think of guns, especially a lot yeah, of first time like- buyers that are looking for Glocks or Smith and Wessons or whatever. Um, they're going to go CZ, yeah, kind what of is that?
1: The mainstream.
0: Yeah. What is, what is a CZ yeah. and why are all these guys with mustaches having, <laughs> why do they have one?
1: <laughs> mustaches and flannel.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know if I want that kind uh-huh. of gun. <laughs>
1: Um, yeah. So I thought I'm, seems, I'm too tr- seems a little too trendy. Yeah.
0: I don't know if that's, I'm, I'm not cool enough for that gun. So, uh, but I'm glad you read the same article. It's kind of interesting to get, um, you know, another industry person's perspective on it and that, you know, it's really a, you know, we are in a kind of a scarcity mindset right now, you know?
1: Yeah. And I think it's important for our listeners to understand or any, any gun buyers or ammo buyers that it's not just, concentrated in one area like it's nationwide um and because of that that's why we're seeing ammo prices go up there are some dealers in fact he references in that same article some dealers like to gouge um and but but some people are just stuck with what they have like uh, well we've mentioned it before on on the show like for us to replenish ammo sometimes it's really difficult we don't get it for weeks and weeks and weeks and we have to pay what we pay From distribution, and you know, sometimes distribution expects a little bit more on their end to get us stuff. So, yeah,
0: and that's that's something I think relative. That's something I think is important to note is that you know it is that stuff is expensive, and you know some people are price gouging. You know, there's there's no you know necessarily you're not wrong if you think that, but a lot of companies, you know ours included, are just trying to maintain the doors open. You know, keep the doors open, keep the lights on and stuff. And, you know, if we're paying, you know, if we're paying a dollar more per box or $10 more per box or whatever, or per case or whatever you want to call it of ammo, I mean, we've got to charge that much or else we're not making the same amount of money and we can't keep the doors open. Right. So it's... It's
1: interesting. I was looking... Overhead.
0: I was just kidding. It's It's an unfortunate reality, but it's, like you said, it's nationwide. It's not just... It's not restricted to anywhere, you know. You specific. Know. It's everywhere.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say I was I was looking through a Cabela's ad today actually, Oof. this morning, and you know they still advertise that they have all sorts of stuff. Now I I don't spend a lot of time at the Cabela's in Outfalls. I'm not a huge fan of Cabela's, anyways. Sure. Um, I th- I think they're they're a little bit more on the expensive side for guns and ammo, but agreed. looks like they still have stock and, and some of their stuff really isn't that expensive. Like they had some Ruger American rifles that was the same price that they were, you know, last year. So it's kind of interesting. I wonder
0: if that's the stuff that's not really flying off the shelves though, you know? Yeah. That makes me want to buy it more. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's all the stuff that nobody wants and you may want to buy it, but I'm wondering if, you know, if, it may be a year or two, like we mentioned, but is it gonna is it gonna be a buyer's market
1: after after all this stuff blows over? I still think it will be. I'm anticipating it to be so, and that's why I'm wondering. Like maybe now is a time to move some of that. If you got some stale stuff in your safe that you just don't use, maybe you push it along and just stir that cache in the, in the safe, and then you could pick up something else. You know, in six, eight, ten months. Yeah, to uh, to replenish what you what you lost or yeah. sold out,
0: especially if you yeah if there's something you don't need or maybe you've got uh, you could use the extra cash or something at this point, you know, especially because you know there are a lot of people out of work or whatever. But uh, you know yeah. if something does come up later in life or whatever, and then you have you've got that cash, but then yeah, let's say somebody you can you can sell a Glock 19 to somebody for 800 bucks, and then you can buy another Glock 19 a year down the road for 500 bucks not the worst thing in the world and you got you got a new gun and you got money for training yeah exactly and ammo so um i think yeah i think eventually i mean it seems to me that in the gun world it's it's a very pendulum type thing is it you know it swings one way and then it swings the other and you know it'll be it'll be interesting to see what the next year or so brings um hopefully good things yeah but if you want to get kind of a a, a in-depth picture and a finger on the pulse of what's going on in the gun world. Um, Check out that article on um, the truth about guns. It's actually, it's pretty good. It's a little long, but um, he's a a gun dealer. So of course he's a long winded.
1: Yeah. And it's not, it's not a bad article. In fact, truth about guns and we use their information a lot when we're doing like these current event episodes, uh, because there's usually some, some awesome stuff in there.
0: Yeah. They're, they're on top of their stuff. I got to say. So,
1: Yes, yes, they are. They're much smarter than we are. Very much so.
0: So, but you said you had some good news, um, not well, just all I, doom and gloom.
1: Yeah. So this is a little bit more lighthearted. I wouldn't say good news, <laughs> but it's definitely lighthearted, and it's right in line with the with the Glocks like we were just talking about. Okay. So, Adam Boyce, our our favorite edged weapons trainer, yes, s- sent me this article with a rolling eyes emoji. Oh, boy. Here we go. <laughs> so, this is East Hartford Police Union president says that they're going to send a whole bunch of Glocks back to, to Georgia because really? they're all shooting to the left. <laughs> what do you mean they're all shooting to the left? <laughs> Every one of them. I think it might be more of a training issue.
0: Yeah. That uh, sounds like a trigger finger problem to me,
1: but yeah, they're all shooting to the left. And so there's a whole bunch and, uh, and they're worried that, you know, if our, our officers get into shooting, if we're going to hurt other people. You know, this is a life-saving device type thing. And, and Glock responded. Yeah. And they said, first, first they said, uh, we can send somebody out on some training on the platform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We have, but, we have people to do that. But then they said, "No, we're going to send all those guns back and get the sights adjusted."
0: Oh man, you know what they're going to do? Nothing. They're going <laughs> to open the box. They're going to close the box. They're going to put a sticky note on it, say "fixed," and then
1: send it back. Yep, is exactly the right. What that's going to happen?
0: Everything's great. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. So obviously, every you know, police or most. Well, let me back up every police department goes through some training on firearms or whatever. And some have, you know, a dedicated firearms trainer or a gunsmith on staff. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, There's always an
0: armor. So shouldn't there be somebody that armor going through all those guns and saying, well, this one shoots just fine. So does this one?" like, you know what I mean? Or
1: wouldn't they be the ones to, you know, fix those sites? <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. Cause if you're, if your whole department, cause it sounds like, well, at least a lot inside the union, I should say, that uh, they've all had issued with these Glocks. And so they're all going back to Glock. That's which, unusual. Which is crazy. So according to Glock, right, 65% of all U.S. local, state, and federal agents are running Glocks. Right. So That's an, a huge it, amount. If it was a sight problem or a firearm problem, <laughs> uh, you would see probably sixty four percent of those people having issues yeah that's
0: insane because and it's just i mean one department it would be multiple departments i mean think about the different batches that they you, you know that those guns are manufactured in and it's it's not just one you know small batch in a uh in one department
1: <laughs> yeah it's absolutely crazy
0: well, then you know what they need. They need to send Adam Boyce over there to show them how it's done. <laughs> he could do it too. I smell an opportunity for him. <laughs>
1: it's just, it blows my mind. Like, at my guess, because first they said they were shooting high into the left. That's, that's well, what the complaint was. There it was. Now, norm, normally, for right handed new shooters to Glocks, it's low and left because it's either, like you're saying, a, a, a trigger finger issue or a gripping issue, anticipation. But some of it, I think that high and left is is a combination between the trigger finger and whatever they were trained on to begin with because Glocks have a different grip angle. Right, yeah. So I still think it boils down to lack of a training schedule.
0: Yeah, I think there's a training issue there. I, I would be interested to know what they ran before Glocks or mm-hmm. if they have just run Glocks forever and they've just had a terrible trainer. <laughs> I don't know. That's,
1: it's just hilarious
0: well and we know like we talked with Gavin yesterday or last week and we talked with um you know a lot of other trainers about how there are a lot of bad instructions bad instructors bad trainers out there and you have to learn to watch for those people absolutely so i don't know man
1: I, don't know. Ins- I thought i thought that was rather hilarious that is funny cuz how do all of them like every single one yeah yeah they they claim that Glock has a defect which some people may agree that Glock is a defect, <laughs> but, but don't they personally,
0: know perfection is written right there.
1: That's right. Jeez. That's funny. I don't know. I thought it, I thought it was funny.
0: Well, I guess if you're a criminal in that, in uh, that area, make sure you run to the right.
1: And, and maybe for the sake of the safety of the officers, the, the bad guys are carrying the Glocks too.
0: <laughs> you never know, man.
1: That's funny. Silly. Well, East Hartford, if you're listening, I'm happy to come over and hang out and teach you how to run a Glock.
0: Yeah, Steve you. there you go.
1: Silly kids. Um, I have some other
0: good news, actually. Um, oh, nice. It's not necessarily... How do I put this? It's not, like, good news, everything's great. Um, this is another article, though, from Truth About Guns. Um, but there's no... This is apparently, according to alleged gun industry experts and don't take this as that I agree with it, but there's no longer substantial fear of gun regulation is the headline.
1: That's interesting.
0: And the reasoning behind that is, um, because the base of firearms owners and purchasers now has expanded so much, um, with the pandemic and protests and all that. And, um, Know this one guy uh, who's a retired gun industry analyst from Morgan Dempsey um, says that you're now selling to the little old Catholic nun, the pers- person who never in their life has owned a gun, these people who have never shot guns before, these are the ones buying guns. So now you have more people who are in the gun world, um, you know, and they're going to be more, you know, Sensitive or uh, alert or aware of uh, gun control measures and
1: maybe against them. <laughs> I disagree with that perspective, but you yeah. never know. I mean, I mean, I guess if if you think about it, you're you're increasing the the volume of gun owners. But in in my experience, or at least from what my observation, I guess a better way to put it, all these new gun owners are first time gun owners that probably probably don't understand the struggle of the second amendment as much as the more seasoned individuals. And so I would, I would say that that's uh, uh, that to me, that's the threat of losing the second amendment is always looming.
0: I agree with you. And it's not not necessarily to be all doom and gloom or whatever, but um, you know, just you can't kind of rest on your laurels about it and assume that somebody else is going to do it. Um, There was another guy from uh, George Mason university Um, saying that, um, there, um, there's not a fear of gun regulation just because there are way too many other problems right now, like protests and crime, um, and the pandemic as well, lest we forget.
1: Yeah. So who knows? I I don't know. and, And think about how crazy it would have been if something would have happened as far as, you know, if they would have got the assault weapons ban through you know, whatever it was two years ago, think of where we'd be now. Think of all the individuals that have purchased firearms for defense would be now like the whole argument about stiffer gun laws was, well, the the police will keep you safe, right? They're going to, well, well now look we're (laughs) there's a huge section of the United States that, that don't believe the cops will keep anybody safe and that we should defund them. Okay, well then, who's who's got the guns? Like who's right. going to keep us safe? Well, it um, is our responsibility. What's
0: been interesting to me with that is, I've seen, and not a lot of people, but I I've seen it a few times online where it's like, where are all the Second Amendment people? Why aren't they defending us? Where you know the cops are tear gassing us and everything, and you know, blah blah blah. blah. And I saw actually the perfect kind of response to that mm-hmm. because I was like, I was I was like, where, where is that coming from? Like, why why do you think that? You know, people are just going to take up arms against the police in that regard or whatever, you know, or that they have the same political beliefs as you, whatever they may be. But somebody goes, we own guns for personal protection. It's our own personal protection against tyranny, not necessarily anybody else's. You should be responsible for your own safety and self-protection. And if you have decided to give up that right or to not protect yourself the best way possible, then that's on you. Right. And that I don't know, that kind of spoke to me where it's like. I'm not going to tell anybody how to live their life and defend themselves or uh, protect themselves, you know, firearms or otherwise. But when something comes to pass, you can't blame somebody else for your own lack of preparedness.
1: Yeah. And what's going to happen is if it gets crazier, those people are going to be even more adamant that, oh, you need to keep us safe. You need to do it.
0: That's not what we're, that's not our job.
1: No, we're the, those in the uniforms that that put their right hand up and swore to protect, you know, uh, all, all enemies, foreign and domestic, they did that for a reason. And you know there are bad cops out there. I, I understand that, but personally, I've never met one.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's bad people everywhere. So, um...
1: yeah, I mean, there's look at Congress, <laughs> 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 look at look at Hollywood. Look, you could walk through Walmart and find people that I guarantee have done nefarious things in their lives. Yeah, but that's still a minority. It's not a majority, right? And you know. Like
0: I said, it's a, it's a personal choice. It's a personal, you know, decision and preparedness and that's on to you. It can't be on anybody else to come protect you. Even the police
1: right. for that matter. Right. Um, cause but, they're, they're going to show up after the fact anyways.
0: Yes, exactly. But, um, yeah, this guy, um, there's another guy here. So it was three different people that they interviewed, um, And uh, this guy from the University of Maryland, I just can't find his name right now. He goes, even if the Democrats do win the presidency this November, it appears that gun regulation may not be the first thing they will tackle, given the other things that require immediate attention. Hmm. So not necessarily a chance, you know, uh, a way to say, hey, let's all chill and relax and do everything, Um, you know, and and just take it easy. But maybe let's take that time to prepare ourselves and, and kind of maybe even gain some lost
1: ground. Yeah, I, I hope so. Like, I, I hope that's the, the, the case. But I think about uh, Mayor Lightfoot and her comments about, you know, the violence that's happened in Chicago and de Blasio and, and the escalation in, in New York. I, I have a hard time believing that that's really what's going to happen.
0: Well, and that's the other thing is that even though even now na- even if there's no gun control enacted or attempted to be enacted nationally, that doesn't necessarily mean that your state, your county, your municipality couldn't couldn't enact something, you know? Sure. So you have to stay vigilant, and, and especially from the local level on up, um, you know, especially to the state level, that seems to be where, you know, most, if not all, of the differences are, so.
1: Well, and, and we all know, or some of us should know, that the states are completely at liberty to go stricter than the Constitution. Right. But, but they can't be less than the Constitution, so they can uh, they can do whatever they want. I mean, we see states out there that have super high gun control laws and they seem to be less safe than others.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see, but I mean, at least nationally it may not be on the on the front of the minds of uh, of people in national elections. So, I, like I, I said, not. that doesn't I mean necessarily, you know, forget about it and don't worry about it, but at the same time, maybe we can focus our efforts in other spots. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, but other good news I have, um, hopefully, um, because we're talking about all the ammo and firearm shortages or whatever, apparently mm-hmm. I think manufacturers are realizing that there's a higher demand and that with all the new gun owners, there's going to be even more demand. Mm-hmm. Um, although despite Gavin saying last week that people buy the gun with no ammo or even magazines or whatever, but, um, Fiyoki, the uh, ammo manufacturer is looking to yeah. build a new manufacturing facility in uh, little rock, Arkansas. Why don't they do it in Idaho? I don't know. It seems like all the ma- major manufacturers like are kind of in the South.
1: Yeah. Like, and I hope so. Like, I hope they get that cranking. That'd be awesome.
0: Yeah. And then we can, you know, maybe have a little more supply of ammunition. It's back to, you know, where it belongs or whatever.
1: But, um, and if people people see that Fioki name, and they think, "Oh, that must be out of out of country." No, that's an American brand, and they make pretty good ammo. Yeah, it's I, I've had no problems with it
0: or whatever. But um, yeah, it's uh, they're they're looking to Arkansas and um, there's a couple other you know places. But I'll take any and you know, all ammo manufacturers that want to come into the U.S. and and make more ammo because we all do need it.
1: Yes, yes, we do.
0: So at least I'd say the gun industry is at least listening and seeing the demand and responding because I think demand for ammo is going to be up anyway. It's not going to be it's not going to be that the demand goes down. I think it's going to be oh. that supply is going to have to go up more than than usual. You know what I mean?
1: Well, and like the article we read from The Truth About Guns, it, it's going to be a couple of years before it even kind of settles. Yeah. And so that demand is going to stay at a, a peak and maybe beyond when things start cooling down as far as supply um, people me included are, are going to be buying much more ammo yeah exactly so
0: you may have to save up your cash and buy more ammo as you go or in one shot rather um, rather than going and buying ammo at you know every time you go to the range or whatever so just yeah. something to keep in mind but hopefully that uh, there's um, you know, there's there's light at the end of the tunnel as far as scarcity goes.
1: Yes, I hope so.
0: So good we'll on see.
1: Good on Fioki. Yeah, it but I, I thought that was good news. That is great news. So um what else you got? So this this is more kind of lighthearted stuff. Oh, I think it's funny. So does the name Grandmaster J mean anything to you? No, no. Well, oh. is he the YouTube guy? Well, he's he's been on YouTube a lot lately. Maybe so, grand, <laughs> Grandmaster J is the leader of the NFAC, which is the Not Effing Around Coalition, which has been those group of of black protesters that marched through Arkansas and and uh, the armed. Maybe you saw some of the pictures of these armed guys dressed in black, carrying ARs with scopes mounted backwards. And I think so. I can't believe you haven't heard of this guy yet.
0: No, I haven't heard of this guy at all.
1: So you need to do yourself a favor. You're like I'm not going to play the video here on uh, the audio here on the show cuz there's some language. Sure. Uh, <laughs> well, if, they, but, if that's their name then yeah. While while they were in Arkansas, they had a negligent just discharge. Oh no. And the shrapnel hit three of their group. Ouch. Okay. So I've, I've been doing some research on this guy. He claims to be a, uh, a veteran. Apparently he ran for president in 2016. Oh boy. Uh, he's a rapper or hip hop star, which I've never heard of him before. Okay. <laughs> anyway, not that I listen to a lot of hip hop. Right. <laughs> no,
0: I, I refuse so, to believe that.
1: So in one video that I watched, he talks about how he personally checked every firearm, uh, at that thing in Arkansas and somebody that, you know, the gun went off. So if he personally checked safety, checked every gun, he's really terrible at it. Yeah.
0: He must've missed something.
1: Second step after he would think all sorts of flack, he decided to produce another video about how easy AR 15s go off. Oh, you know what?
0: I think I may have seen the reaction video to this, or there's some kind of,
1: um, Oh, Somebody yeah, posted. Now, yeah. Okay. Now you're remembering. Yeah. So if you don't mind a little salty language, <laughs> all you got to do is, is you jump on Facebook and look up, uh, Grandmaster J or, and, uh, um, and FAC leader talks about guns or whatever. Boy. And there are some hilarious, like he, first of all, there's no way this guy is a veteran. no, Way, Uh-huh. because he's, he, <laughs> I can't explain it. You just gotta see the video. <laughs> Something you gotta it, see for yourself. And and any of you gun guys or gals that know anything about the AR platform, you're just gonna roll your eyes. First of all, he calls he has this post ban AR15 that he says he bought in Germany. <laughs> That's uh, not how that works. And he calls it. Oh, I can't remember what he calls again. An XR-15 Choi, something like that. And then he rocks the bolt back and he says, this gun goes off so easy. All he does, he bumps the stock and the bolt flies forward. That's it. That's not. He says, says, see that? The gun just went off. The gun would have just fired. And he says, Mm. it would have blown your head off. And it happens in basic training every day. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. This is great. So if you want some amusement do yourself a favor. Uh, it, it is. And and this guy is supposedly serious. Like it's like, you know, not, not a, it's not a meme or a joke or anything like that. That was definitely not a parody video. He was going around trying to, he produced that video to show how easy it is for guns to just go off on their own. <laughs> you see guns how easy it is for that off. bolt
0: to ride forward, especially when I probably have my hand on the, on the bolt release.
1: Well, with, with a magazine or no magazine. It's just like, dropping that bolt lock that's the exact same thing so yeah he's he's a bit of a buffoon oh boy but he's absolutely serious in this video
0: see and I you know I'm gonna go ahead and say I am all for anybody of any race creed color gender orientation anybody that wants to own any American that wants to own a firearm can own a firearm but good lord at least figure out how it works and don't go on YouTube saying dumb stuff (laughs)
1: Well, and don't get me wrong, like, I, I'm with you 100%, but I'm, I'm also okay with people developing uh, militias in a way, not not to be, like, trying to overthrow the government. But, you know, our side of the fence, the two, two-way side, we're always talking about being able to unite and, and fight for the Constitution, so everybody has that right to do that. Right. I'm totally cool with that. But if you're going to start a militia... <laughs> Don't hire an idiot to run the show.
0: Yeah, or to be your spokesperson, at least. You're asking for a world of trouble on that one.
1: And and there's a lot of conspiracy theories going around about this guy where he's really nothing more than kind of an actor that, you know, and it's... (laughs) He says a lot of things about guns. Like, if you just peruse videos and and learn more about them, you realize the more he talks, the the dumber he is.
0: Oh, geez. (sighs) That's... See, it's
1: it's funny to laugh at, but then at the
0: same time, it's like people see that and real like and take it as gospel. It's like, oh my god, that one that gun would have just blown my head off. Like, this is so dangerous. Why are we not
1: banning this? You know what I mean? Not only that, he's like all the people that that follow him and believe in his cause. Like, he really is putting all those lives in jeopardy too.
0: Yeah, I mean, because that negligent discharge could have gone into somebody and killed him. So it's not
1: out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, it's lucky it went into the concrete down the ground and
0: and not sideways. You know, but and I and I think it's only fair to say that a negligent discharge can happen to anybody that's not paying attention. Because do you remember? Um, I can't remember which protest it was, or it was a counter protest um, at the Idaho Capitol, and that 18 year old kid mm-hmm. uh, accidentally shot off a round into the Capitol yeah. building.
1: Yeah. So did they press charges? I don't know if they press charges on that kid. I'm not sure, but
0: I know, that, up. I know yeah, that, I, that was not, was not great.
1: Well, and, and that goes to the next thing. I know I talk about carrying, you know, about around in the chamber, which I do on my carry guns, but if I'm going for a protest, I'm probably not going to put one in the tube. Yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't disagree. And I um, hon- honestly, I probably wouldn't take my AR anyways well there's
0: also that yeah the most maybe i would do is it maybe carry an outside the waistband holster but still yeah i don't know you know i mean concealed means concealed and you can stand in solidarity with other people um but you don't necessarily have to have a be brandishing not brandishing is the wrong word but um showing your firearm off to people
1: well and and uh john korea you know who he is right yeah he posted a post the other day talking about how he thinks that a, a lot of these counter protesters, like they want to get in a gunfight. They, they think it's going to be glorified in some way. And And his question was like, why, why, why would you want to get in a gunfight? That's stupid. Yeah,
0: no, that's, we talked, um, who are we talking to? Or maybe I saw it somewhere or whatever. Um, I can't remember now. This is going to bother me, but, um, somebody, who is in the firearms world and who's responsible and who's well renowned? Um, said basically the same thing. Where why why wouldn't you run away At your first you know your first opportunity is able to run away? Why aren't you going to run away or get away from that? It was I'm sorry. It was um, Jocko Willink on Joe
1: Rogan. Oh, Jocko,
0: yeah. Who's that guy? Is an animal. He's nothing like I expected. I thought him. I thought he was going to be this super like moto military. You know. Guy, which there's nothing wrong with that, but um, he was surprisingly
1: he's, chill. And he's very philosophical. If you haven't listened to his podcast, I would recommend that Jocko podcast to anybody. Yeah. There is there is a lot of language in it. Yeah. Be- because of, <laughs> of who he is. Like, that's, that's just him. But- man, those podcasts are amazing. But he was talking about
0: how, you know, in a fight or whatever, if there's like basically what he said, and I'm paraphrasing, but if there's an opportunity to not fight and walk away, like if somebody, that's what he said. If somebody like tries to put their dukes up to fight him, he's just going to walk away. There's no reason to fight. Yeah. And I was like, and that's, I remember taking, um, the enhanced concealed carry class with, uh, with, uh, Mr. Love, Jim Love. Yeah. And talking about how, you know, okay, well, if you are involved in a shooting and something happens or whatever, they're going to look at every single part of that shooting and say, well, there was a door right there behind you. Why didn't you run away? Why didn't you get out of the situation? Yep. And we've talked about that before too, where, you know, there's a a lawyer attached to every single, you know, round that that exits your firearm in a shooting.
1: Yeah. And why anybody would want to just put themselves in that position is just beyond me. Yeah. And I mean,
0: I understand and I can appreciate making a statement or wanting to provide security, maybe, Um, you know, for somebody where if, you know, people are protesting and and, and I'm not going to say one way or the other, but it could be any organization or government or whatever is infringing on somebody's right to protest or to gather peacefully. Um, You know, providing security might be something that, you know, you believe you need to do, but like you said, you don't necessarily even need one in the pipe to do that, you know?
1: Yeah. And, and I know I'm probably going to catch some heat for that, but I, I really do feel that way. And, you know, I got, I got chewed out. Um, let's see, I guess it was when that for her old Virginia thing, when they, when they marched on the Capitol in Virginia mm-hmm. and, and somebody was talking all about, Oh, we just need to go in there and pull the governor out and, and take it by force. I'm like, are you stupid? Like, a terrible idea (laughs) this is not the time to do that he's like well when is the time when when is the time to rise up well i don't think that violence has to be the answer to everything well yeah
0: and i mean unless i don't know that's that's i guess i guess that time is different for everybody but that that is not the time but it is interesting to to see everything happening around the country and see how firearms are kind of being mixed in on both sides with um you know, with protesting and um, with you know people standing up for their rights and um, you know standing up for what they believe in. Yeah. Um, but I mean, the other thing too is that you, I can't. What I what? How would I say this? I can't give you any crap for not wanting to carry one in the chamber. Either way, because it's your personal choice. Why would I? Give you any crap about your own personal choice, either way. You know what I mean, right? So, if anybody talks shit to Steve, <laughs> check yourself.
1: Well, and and here's the other thing too. Like, I I don't want violence, but in a way, I'm not scared of it either. Like, if somebody broke into my house, um, I'm going to take the opportunity to to uh, take in control of that situation. And if that's violence of action that's greater than the aggressor, then so be it. Sure, uh, But but I prefer not to, like, I don't, I don't, I don't go out and look for those kind of situations because first of all, I'm a dad and I'm an American and it's, it, I have things that I need to go home to and, and going on with a badge on my chest saying, yeah, I shot a protester is not one of those things I want to do. Right. Well, and the other thing that you brought up is that, you know, if somebody breaks into your home, that's
0: your home, you're living your life in your home. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's different. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not looking for it. Out in public. Um, yeah. You know, because even in, you know, in the protests and stuff, like in Seattle or whatever, I mean, when the rioting and stuff was going on, can you imagine how much worse it would have been if somebody was out there trying to look for a fight and start shooting?
1: Yeah. Well, and I think about that, and maybe it's just because the classes I've taken and, and the way I think, but that's such a target-rich environment, and I and I am really surprised that why it hasn't happened yet that's, that somebody hasn't done that. Like, And, and I'm not saying... And hopefully people aren't saying, oh, that's a good idea. I'm going to do that. <laughs> um, but uh, that's why I kind of worry about going to rallies anyways. Like that, that's just a lot of people.
0: A lot of people, a lot of different agendas, a lot of um, what's the word? Uh, passionate people, I guess we could say.
1: Yeah. And, and I just wish... <sighs> people would have on both sides of the aisle would just take a deep breath and have a conversation, but nobody wants to talk right now. Everybody just wants to go to the highest level of, of of aggression to get there, which is sad. Yeah.
0: And I mean, I, I understand people are upset and stuff, but I think the mark really of a true responsible and professional firearm owner is someone who has the discipline really figured out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway,
1: how do we even get on this subject? I'm not even sure. Oh, you're
0: the the negligent (laughs) discharge. That's what it was. Grandmaster
1: J. Grandmaster J. That's right. That's right. That's right. So high quality. High quality.
0: Um, this is kind of offbeat, but I've got something else too that um, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna fanboy all over. um, Do it. That Magpul actually has released um, some ballistic quality, uh, ballistic rated eye protection. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm a big fan of, of Magpul. Um, they make, you know, great AR mags. They make great uh, CZ Scorpion mags. And now I can say that they make great Glock mags.
1: <laughs> yes, they do. At an affordable I like, price. I like the Magpul mags better than the Glock mags, actually. Do you really? I do.
0: I see. I haven't had enough experience with either yet because I'm still a new Glock owner. But um, I, they Magpul makes great stuff no matter what. And... Um, you know, I, I think they're pretty low key, um, especially with their branding and stuff. It can be some other brands can be a little over the top or whatever, but um, it it looks like they made just like normal outdoor sunglasses um, to a degree
1: um, that are ballistic rated, which is great. Yeah, I'm looking at them right now. Actually, they they make some pretty cool stuff.
0: Yeah, and now they're not cheap. They're 150 bucks, but again, for ballistic rated, I mean, you're going to pay for shooting glasses or.
1: Well, they're they're cheaper than Oakley, which are ballistic, right? And to a point. I mean, when you say ballistic, too, I mean they're not gonna stop a nine millimeter.
0: No, but if you know your gun blows up in your hand or um, something ricochets and hits you in the face or whatever, it's better than having regular eyeglasses or just a pair of cheap Walmart sunglasses. You know. Yeah. So if you're a Magpul fanboy like me, jump on those. Check them out. They're pretty cool.
1: I actually like these a lot. Yeah, honestly. they're not
0: bad. They're not they're not too tactical really. Like that's my problem with Oakley's, is they're usually like there's a look and there's usually an Oakley kind of guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like I have no problem with Oakley's. Just the people who wear oakley's.
1: Oh man, I love my Oakley's. Thanks for that. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> you know, this is coming from the guy that, that has me, I mean I have a pair of gators, which I don't do you know what gators are? Uh I think so. Yeah. It Enlighten awesome. everyone. So there we talk about the price of, of sunglasses. Right. <laughs> Let me just pull them up and see. Um, Gators eyewear. So these are pretty sick cause they're all metal frame. They're okay. They're, 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 they're pretty cool. Um, I have a pair of these blackouts right here that started $180. <laughs> but much? anyways, one eighty.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's, that's expensive, but I mean, also there are sunglasses that are
1: you know, $600, so and you know, that's something interesting we haven't maybe we have talked about it is is like eyewear when shooting. Uh uh-huh. um and, and maybe that's a, an episode for another podcast because there's a lot of avenues to go, like there's some myths, um, there's some things you shouldn't wear at the range, some older um older prescription glasses that are not shatterproof. Right. So maybe that's something we should get into and maybe I should talk to my eye doctor.
0: Yeah, that'd be interesting. Um because um what was I gonna say? I think we've gone over like stuff we bring to the range, but we haven't specifically talked about like safety gear, like eye and ear pro um and that kind of stuff. And that would that might be beneficial to people.
1: Yeah, especially if uh you know these new shooters, maybe we got some new shooters that are listening that are still trying to get geared up and, and don't know what's adequate or, or what stuff to not buy. Yeah. Then, yeah. Maybe that, maybe that's worth a, worth a podcast on its own.
0: Yeah. I I'd say so. And especially with an eye doctor too, that would be, and, yeah, and uh, especially really if he's cool. a shooter,
1: he is a shooter. He's a long range guy. So there we go.
0: Yeah. Cool. Um, but yeah, so check out Magpul stuff. Um, I dig them. I think
1: they're cool. They're
0: not bad. Yeah. And I think they come in different colors and stuff. So you can, you can go as loud or as uh, or no, they don't. There's just different lenses, and
1: um well, here's these here's these radius, which they look a lot like a pair of Oakleys I have. Yeah. So if you do if you do non polarized in black, they're ninety nine dollars, which I mean it. It's kind of cheap, ish. Relatively, not, not not real cheap, but for for good eyewear, relatively it's not bad. Yeah. And they have they have OD and and uh, or not OD, but a uh, flat dark earth right here. Look at that.
0: Yeah, see, so Mag pulls up. Mag pulls. What's up, man? And they're not. In, I mean, they're. I just I like them.
1: Yeah. So. I you're. I agree. They're a good company.
0: Um, I've got another good story here. Um, it's not a uh, what's the word? Not a warm story, but it's lighthearted and kind of funny. Yeah. Um. So Tallahassee, Florida. Right. Obviously, Florida's its own thing anyway. Yeah. Um, But, um, apparently there were some folks who decided to rob a pawn shop and gun store, right? Genius. I can see
1: where this is going. So
0: very smart. Um, (laughs) investigators got on it. Police got on it. They arrested two people, um, after finding a Facebook video, um, talking about how they, uh, they, they hit a pawn shop and they showed off all the guns that they stole.
1: Hold on. They... Posted it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. After That is awesome.
0: After they ro- after they, they robbed the gun and pawn store, um, they went on to Facebook and showed off a video of all the stuff they stole. And that's how the cops busted them. <laughs> Who'd
1: that's have thunk? Hilarious. That is absolutely hilarious.
0: So, don't do that. But it, it got me thinking about how... If you post your guns on social media, man, you never know what, what people might see or what people might get eventually. You know what I mean? That data is always there forever.
1: It's there forever.
0: And we've talked it sounds, it sounds, um, paranoid, but we've talked about how Google can read serial numbers off of firearms photos. Yep.
1: Weird stuff, man. That's scary. Or how that guy was stole fingerprints off of a photo in Japan or China. Yeah. Don't mess with it. That's sketchy. That, that last story kind of reminds me, of, there's a protester in Portland that was starting or blew something up or something, and his grandma recognized him and turned him in. <laughs> really? <laughs> that's awesome. Way grandma. to go, grandma. Huh? Yeah, she. he must have had a tattoo or something. Jeez. Grandma's like, I know who that kid is.
0: <laughs> well, that's, that's a grandma with strong convictions then. Yeah, she's not messing around. Mess around and find out. The world's a strange place today man
1: it is so i i'm still happy we live in idaho
0: yeah we've been uh we you know we've had some protests and stuff but i think i mean obviously there's been some i think what's the word disagreements from one side or the other but um
1: you but know, nothing nothing crazy nothing, nothing
0: is- has been over the top really thankfully have been thankful about that that most everything has been peaceful here so yeah. at least on this side of the state for the most part
1: yeah, I noticed today. I have a friend that's a Idaho Falls police officer, and he posted a picture of somebody you know vandalized a car, wrote BLM all over it. Really? Uh, yeah. Which I didn't understand. It was a, it was a uh, FJ Cruiser. So maybe they thought it was a police car. I don't know.
0: <laughs> Could be. Who knows, man? Um, what else you got?
1: That's that's about all I got, honestly. Well,
0: I'd say that's probably enough. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's crazy times still in the gun world, but um, you know we're still going strong. So,
1: yeah, be patient out there. Take somebody shooting. We say that every week, um, but but spread the love for the Second Amendment. Make sure that people are are getting good information and and not uh, stupid information that's all over the webs.
0: Yep, and um, you know if somebody comes to you or wants to buy a gun or wants to go to a um, a gun store, go with them. Be yeah. supportive.
1: You might find something that
0: you like while you're there. Yeah, you never know who knows maybe you'll get into CZ's oh yeah so all right well hey if you have any uh any um, questions comments concerns episode ideas anything like that uh, don't hesitate to uh, send us an email podcast at iishooting.com or uh, Instagram and Facebook at Range Minded podcast we love hearing from listeners
1: absolutely and, uh, and and keep those listeners coming introduce us to your friends yeah we like we like friends this is the perfect way to get into guns.
0: So, well, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next time. Right
1: on, guys. Be safe.
0: See ya. Later. Thanks for listening to Range Minded. Find us online at Range Minded Podcast on Facebook or send us an email at podcast at iishooting.com. We're always happy to get feedback, episode suggestions, whatever you want to send us, really. And be sure to subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and pretty much wherever else you get your podcasts from. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.